This is your girl, Shauncee, keeping it 100. Today, I have my mom here as a special guest, Julia. Hi, everyone. I'm glad to be here today. I'm super excited to allow y'all to be able to see where I get my wisdom from and my knowledge. And we're going to actually touch a couple of topics today. And everything is always going to be about healing. Um, first off, I would like to start off with saying that a lot of people in our community repress memories and nobody likes to talk about things that have happened to them. I truly believe that um, when people repress their memories, it does more damage than good. It's almost like having a wound and never cleaning the wound and it gets affected and it gets worse and worse, you know, and it's just never anything that is healed. Um, for example, you know, some people have maybe experienced childhood trauma or been maybe molested as a young child and in order they don't they never talk about it they never speak to anyone instead you know they repress those thoughts and they put them in the back of their head instead of dealing with the situation and then that's when next thing you know they're faced with drugs and you know um so many other things depression and no one knows what's going on because those memories have been repressed and i would actually love to hear your point on it and what do you think about people repressing memories um, I think that when you repress a memory, it it leads to other things in your life. You really don't have a chance to live until you are able to tell your truth. So um, as, as African-American families, we always say, you know, do not talk about what goes on in the home. Um, and we just don't feel comfortable telling anyone our business. It What happened in this house going to stay in this house. That's always been said. Yes, and, and honestly, um, that's something that I feel like a lot of parents and, and, and family members need to stop telling these kids because to tell somebody what happens in this house stays in this house and make them go to school every single day and have to endure, you know, so much pain because maybe they seen you getting, you know, abused the night before and you're saying you better not tell nobody what just happened in this house and these kids got to go to school and study for tests and, and deal with other children and, and, be, and be subjected to so much more, you know, abuse. Maybe they're getting bullied in school and they can't, they have nobody they can talk to. And then you're wondering why your children are acting out or God forbid, maybe even thinking about suicide and, and, and depressed. And it's because once again, we're always telling our kids what goes on in our house stays in our house. And sometimes the stuff that's going on in your house is unhealthy and it's toxic and it's not good for children. And I'm, I'm guilty of that. When my kids are growing up, I always told them what going on in my house, stay in my house. But I also had an open dialogue where they could come to me if somebody touched you, whether it's an uncle, a cousin, a brother, um, anybody, anybody that I'm involved with, your father, your stepfather, anyone, always come and tell me. I don't care if they say, oh, I'm going to kill your mom, I'm going to kill you, you better not say nothing. That's when you have to have your children mental capacity to be strong enough to say, he touched me, she touched me, I didn't like him coming in my room. You know, stuff like that. We really have to get down to it because that leads to a lot of sexual assault with our kids. That leads our kids out here on drugs, drinking, and they're just hurt. They're just keeping it in because they don't feel like if they come to you, you're going to believe them. A lot of mothers want to be in relationships so bad that when their child come and tell them something, oh, they don't want to believe him. This didn't happen. Oh, yeah. he didn't touch you. You just don't want me to be happy. And then that's the thing too. Parents need to believe their children when they say someone has touched them and, and not look at that relationship as more valuable than your children's safety. I, I don't think that's fair to the kids and you should never ever tell your children they're lying. I, and, and honestly, parents... Are, they have so much low self-esteem. Some some parents, not all. Some parents have so much low self-esteem that they'll stay in a relationship and they can see someone mistreating their children and they don't say anything or do anything about it. But there are some parents that really don't have no idea. And if they knew someone was hurting their kids or doing something, they will move heaven and earth. So if you're someone that may have went through something in your life, whether it was molestation, you know, rape, anything in your life that was traumatic, I think that it's time for you to live in your truth and speak on it because one, one thing that I can tell you is that alcohol is never going to heal your situation. That the drugs is never going to take away that pain. It's, all you're doing is basically putting a band-aid over it and, and, and never allowing yourself to heal and be your, your and live in your truth and talk about it. And if you never talk about it, then your cup is just going to pour over with so much pain and, 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 and you're going to just go downhill from that. So I truly feel like people need to start communicating and, 
and telling their parents, you know, look, I never told you this, but this happened. Because once you get it out and you're no longer just holding it in, you can heal. You can heal. And that's what we want to, that's why I started Shanti's Keeping It 100. I want to encourage people to heal and tell the truth. And, and if you're a parent and your child has told you something, I encourage you now to go back and speak to your child and say to your child, you know what? Let me hear that story again. I'm sorry. I, I should have listened to you. I was so blinded by love that maybe, you know, and I had such a toxic environment growing up in my household that I didn't listen to you because my mama didn't listen to me. So once again, it becomes a generational curse where if your mama allows something to happen to you, now you're allowing it to happen to your children and your children's children are allowing it. And I want this to change in our community. And what do you think about that? Well, I have firsthand experience with that. Um, my mother had a lot of kids. It's It was 12 of us living kids. And I was a, a victim of, you know, abuse. I can say um, my mom, she just didn't believe us at the time because she was so busy going through her own issues with drinking that when we went to tell her, oh, such and such person touched us, she didn't believe it or she was too wrapped up and being drunk and going out that she didn't take heed to it. Um, so I ended up like telling other people. So that's when the counseling came in because as I got older, I always said, well, I'm not gonna let anyone touch my kids. I want my kids to feel like they're open enough to tell me what's going on in their life. So as parents, we need to have our children where they can feel like they can come to us and say, well, so-and-so touched me. I don't care who it is. You know, um, I can remember telling my mom that, oh, such and such tried to touch me, but because it happened to her, it was like a normal thing. So we as parents, we need to prepare our children. Like if so, if this person touches you and stop saying pocketbook and um, we, we tell them penis and vagina because that's the way if they have to get help or they have to talk to uh, authorities about what's going on in the home, that's the only way they're going to be able to tell it. Don't give your children no nicknames for their private parts. Tell them the actual name so that they can say, well, he touched me on my penis or she did this to my vagina because we always try to protect it. We try to keep the black community, you know, in a close knit. Mental illness is not talked about, but it's so prevalent right now. When I was growing up, I never seen this many black people with mental illness. And now with all these different pills and drugs out here on the streets, people are trying all kind of stuff. Yes. And they're really not um, understanding that had that child got counseling when they were coming up, yes. had you at least just listened. Um, let your children know if they feel that they can't come and you go to somebody if you got a close auntie if they got a teacher if it has to be a, a law enforcement but they need to tell it because it will destroy who they are or who they're growing up to be just really listen to your kids don't never have your life so full where you can't listen to what your kids is trying to tell you because one day you know you might regret it. that child might just go in a room and blow their brains out you and know? now is no turning back from that and you know just to um touch on what you just said in the black community mental illness is ignored um i remember one time talking to someone about counseling because i've received counseling before and it was very helpful for me um and I never uh, had any situations where someone raped me or anything like that or or something, but I did receive counseling before, and um and I you know and I also have had family counseling, but I was told by someone that having a counselor in your home you're not a it makes you not a good parent because if you can't handle a situation or if you can't you know deal with the problem with your child and you need to bring a third party into the situation then you're not a good parent. And to that person, I totally do not agree. It's never okay for someone to judge you and tell you that, you know, your methods of doing something is not right when all you're trying to do is bring a different change into your into your household and you're just trying to break generational strongholds. You're trying to break curses. You, you know, if you see your child struggling with something, you, your goal in life, if you can't get through to them, is to pray and maybe have someone else come and talk. And, 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 you know, reach them in a yeah. different way. As a child, um, myself, a lot of people don't notice, but I uh, suffer with different types of abuse, mental, physical, and um, just being told that I'm never going to be anything, um, being put out of the house at a young age. Um, I ended up internalizing that and like no one helped me. Like my, my parents weren't really there for me at that time. Um, at this time, I was um, my mom was just doing her own little thing. 
So when I got older and I had my daughter, my daughter was like a safety net for me. And it's kind of crazy because I was 17 years old with a daughter. But she showed me the love that I did not receive, you know, from my parents at the time. I ended up loving my daughter. All that love that I wanted from my mom and, and I gave it to my daughter. I was like, well, you know, I got me somebody to love now. But also I received counseling because I know that I couldn't get through my childhood issues without going to counseling. So I took the initiative to go to counseling on my own. Um, it made me a better mother. It made my kids better kids because it gave me the tools that I needed to keep them on the right track. Um, I was a single mother with my three babies and I was trying to raise them and it was hard. I was in college. I was in, I graduated from high school. Then I went to college. I worked two jobs with little bitty babies, you know, so um, that within itself is hard. If anyone ever had to try to raise three kids by themselves with no help, it was really hard. And I still had to graduate from high school. Um, with my first child. So um, at the end of the day, we all need to realize that counseling can be a help. Stop saying black people don't go to counseling. It's not good. It doesn't make you a bad parent. It makes you a better parent, yes. if that makes sense. So um, my children did go to counseling. It wasn't more so because if they were doing anything wrong, it was for me and us to have the tools that we needed to um, make it because I didn't have all the answers. My, I couldn't sit down with my parents and say, oh, you know, how do you feel about this? Because um, some of my um, family members were my abusers. So therefore, it was no open um, place for me to express what was going on with me and how I was feeling. It was like, oh, you, you better shut up. You can't tell this. Don't tell that. And that's why I always told my kids, tell it. I don't care what they say. You got to tell it because this is going to haunt you. And um, I just think that counseling made me a better person. Yes. It made me um, be a good mother to my kids. Um, and it, and it, it made me love them even more. You know, um, I'm so sorry that you had to go through that. But I can say that it definitely made you strong. And it definitely, definitely did help you with being a parent to us. Um, and on top of that, you know, I admired your strength and, and knowing your struggle and you never hiding things from me and being honest with me made me want to be protective with my son because I never understood, like, why is my mom like this? Like, she don't let me do nothing. I can't go anywhere. But it was just a way for you trying to prevent things from happening to me that happened to you. And then now I have my child and I'm doing the same thing. I don't trust anyone. I don't care if it's a man. I don't care if it's a woman. I just try my best to protect him as much as I can because sometimes it be family members that are closer to you. It could be a neighbor, you know, and I just don't want in to be to, to live with my conscience knowing that something could have happened to my child and I couldn't have, have saved him, you know? Yeah. And I, uh, I remember when you were growing up, it was like, Mama, you don't never want me to go nowhere. It's okay. But I was the type of mother that since I already had firsthand knowledge of family members bothering with other family members and um you know people just not being truthful as to um what's going on in the family dynamics they always hide and stuff don't talk about that don't talk about this and uh, not to cut you off mom but that's another reason why a lot of people have always had an issue with you because you were so honest like you wanted to live in your truth you didn't want that pain mm -hmm. to overtake you you know what I'm saying? Because you wanted to be the best version of yourself you could possibly be. So sometimes when you would speak your truth and say certain things, yeah. you would be yeah. looked upon as if, oh, she's starting things. Yeah. When that's not the case, it's yeah. just that you wanted to, to, yeah. to live in your truth. I had they are, I always say I have a a, a mind a brain like an elephant because the elephant they say an elephant never forgets. So with me, God gave me this ability to um, be able to express myself at a young age and to remember everything that happened to me as a child. So all the hard harsh things that happened to me as a child, I I internalized them. But I said, God, when I have my kids, I can remember me praying. God, when I have my kids, I'm not going to let nobody touch them. I'm not going to let them go to people's house. I'm going to believe my kids. So with, with me learning to deal with that, I always told my kids, if someone touches you, if someone says something to you, come to me. Don't be scared. I got your back. Trust me. I might be small, but I got your back. Yeah. So um, That's I so always true. gave my kids um, 
the the willpower to know that you are strong you can tell me anything i'm not gonna judge you but i'm gonna be there for you i'm your fighter i'm your protector because yes. that's what i'm supposed to be i mean i've had it out with um somebody just talking about oh your child bad your child can be okay time to go y'all let's go uh-uh yeah because at the end of the day we're, we loved us and you were gonna do whatever it took to protect us and you know what um what i want to say is y'all please stay tuned because we're gonna take a quick break but I want her to, when we come back, she's going to tell you who saved her and, you know, who was her guardian angel. Um, I'm super excited to to, to, uh, to get onto a way that she was able to have an outlet and be able to be a better version of herself because God always looks out for his children. So y'all stay tuned. We're going to go on a, a quick break. Hello, everyone. I'm back. Um, still here with the special guest, Julia, who is my mom. Um, so we're going to talk about her guardian angel. And even though she went through so much childhood trauma, um, you know, who saved you? And, 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 and I'm sure people would love to hear that. Yes. At age four, my, um, my mom had a friend of hers and they were really, really close. And, you know, God puts people in your life for a reason so I honestly believe that God just gave me my angel right here on earth. And it was my godmother. And I love this lady because she only had one son. And she acted as if all my mother's kids were her guard kids. But she had a special meaning to me. At the age of four, she adopted me from my mom. And it took away a lot of the childhood trauma that a lot of my other siblings went through like um, the ones that went to the foster home, I think I only went once, but they went a couple of times. And that's why I say that um, alcoholism plays a big part in our community. And when people don't know that they have a problem or if they don't have anywhere to turn to, they end up continuing that cycle. So my godmother raised me and she, she put me into the church. She was a very loving person. I mean, at the age of People would not believe this, but at the age of three years old, if something happened in my household with my mom, I would literally walk from Cherry Street in West Tampa all the way to Oregon and Gray Street, which is High Park, to go to her because she was always my safety net. When I was about seven years old, my stepfather shot my mom in front of us. And all I could think of is getting to my godmother because that was my safety net. So what you got to realize is my godmother had custody of me, but she never prevented, prevented me from going around my mom and my siblings. So she would allow me to go. Whenever I said I wanted to go over there, she would let me go. So this one particular night, my mom and him was arguing about something and he just shot my mom. And so I ended up get, walking from all the way from Cherry Street in West Tampa, all the way to Oregon and Gray Street to my big mom. And I told her, I said, my mom and I got shot, the ambulance out there. I'll never forget that. That was the most traumatic th th you know, time in my life, just seeing my mom there laying there. And I went and got my godmother, and she came back, and she took care of me and all the rest of my little siblings. So it was like the last five, well, it was the last five of us, but then I had a brother named Tommy. He was a little older than us. He was there too. But yeah, um, that was like one of the worst things I could have ever went through. Um, to watch my mom just sitting there bleeding and saying, why did you shoot me, Bill? Why did you shoot me? So um, when I say childhood trauma, I really had my share. But um, like I said, I thank God for my godmother because she came there while my mom was in the hospital. She took care of us. She made sure we was okay. Um, so, you know, like I said, that was my angel. And God gave me the sense and the willpower as a young child, three, four, and five years old, seven, six years old, just to go to her house. That was my safety net. I can remember um, seeing the police pull up because the neighbors done called DCF on us because my mom's not there. I can remember me just running, running to Hyde Park, just making sure I got there. I, I got out of that house so quick and went out the back window and ran to my big mama house with no shoes on. And it was so hot. I can remember I was on the corner of Union and Howard. And I can remember seeing my God brother and I was calling him. And he put me, and my feet had been burning for, from that long walk. He put me up on his shoulders and he walked me all the way home to his mom's house. And I mean, I, my feet was burning. Um, and she came back on the bus and she took care of all my mom's kids. 
you know um i can remember my stepfather hitting my mom in the head with a golf club and uh her her brain tissue hanging out i mean it, it sounds kind of bad not but just imagine a little kid going through all these things and you want to be able to go to school and do this but um i think because of all the uh generational curse stuff with my mom and my grandma that my mom had her own issues that she was trying to deal with and then having all these kids and the father's not really in their lives so i just really believe that my mom turned to the alcohol to to be her safety net and um that caused us as kids to have all type of different abuses from uh, people that she was with or family members and everything so um like i said every time something happened i went to my godmother um when i became um when i got put out and at the age of 16 and i went to go stay and find my godmother for a little while i couldn't find her so i stayed with a friend of mine and um i still went to school i still made good grades i graduated with principal's honors so i didn't give up but i was hurt and i love the fact <clears throat> that you never gave up you know despite everything that was against you all the odds were stacked against you but god still gave you that strength even as a little girl to keep pushing through and you know and being the best mother and the best version of yourself that you could so nobody don't understand the the, the life and the struggles that you had to go through to be who you are today and to be honest with you you guys like that's why i admire this woman so much and she is my inspiration and she is my hero and i'm so protective of her because i know her struggle i know her pain and i know that all she ever wanted to do is live her truth and speak and be honest because when she was growing up in her household everybody always said be quiet don't say nothing and guess what she and when she as she got older she realized that that was unhealthy to not say anything and not to live your truth so she encouraged me and 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 you know and my siblings to always be able to come to her and talk to her and be able to tell us how we feel and if something is wrong with us to let us know so i'm encouraging y'all to please to always listen to your children never ever you know doubt that what they're telling you is the truth because if anything happens to them or they don't want to live anymore you'll be living with so much regret and resentment and i don't want that to ever happen to anyone and speaking of guardian angels um i like to take this moment to say that um i feel like my godmother was like my guardian angel um she's no longer um here with us now um and i want to say uh rest in heaven um i know that there's a special place for you and that you're smiling down right now on me and um even my god siblings um listen my mom used to uh like i said she used to be so protective of me and it was to the point where i felt like you know our relationship at that time was it was so much friction and and, and so much tension because i knew i understood what she experienced and what she went through but i'm still a child that want to be able to go out have a good time have fun and and to, you know and interact with others but you know she she wasn't having that so my godmother would talk to her and say listen julia you know i ain't gonna let nothing happen with to, to your daughter over here and my care of my watch i already know your struggle i already know what you done been through trust me shanti gonna be okay and i used to cry to her and she'll talk to me and she'll take me in and that was the only person house that i was able to stay the night at when i was younger because my mom didn't trust nobody else um and i just want to say thank you because with her taking me in and, and allowing me to have a, a place to lay my head at and my mom being able to trust one person, you know, enough to allow me to be there. It meant everything to me, you know, and um, now she's in heaven and she's smiling down. And um, I just want to say I love you, Ma. My condolences and may you rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. And thank you for being such an amazing person in, in my life and, you know, my mom's as well. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's all about um, healing. It's all it's all about somebody in your life getting one person in your life to have that understanding to where you know you can feel like you can let something out and not holding all that that baggage and my and and me saying this is never to um bad mouth anybody or, or make anyone feel any less than what they are but if we don't start telling our family and our kids what's really going on then when it happens to them they're not going to feel comfortable telling you because you didn't give them the tools to know that they had free reign to come to you and be honest and tell you the truth so um i have had several um things that have happened in my life as a as a kid and as an adult but you know i rose above it because of that one lady my godmother she taught me how to pray she taught me how to read and mind you her health wasn't all that good but this lady would walk with me from high park to west temple we get on the bus i mean i used to go to woolworth and eat breakfast with this lady like i say she molded me and she shaped me to know what real love was about i don't think my mom 
really knew love and what love was until um, she got a lot older and she got really sick. And she understood that I loved her, even though she didn't reciprocate that love back to me. Yes. I still was there for my mom because at the end of the day, you only get one One mother. Yes. And I had to understand that she went through some struggles too. And she was told to keep her mouth closed, don't say nothing. So she had to live with some of the things that I went through too. So what it was, I don't know if she just didn't want to face it because she realized that it was happening to her kids too. Or if just she was like, it's nothing. Yeah. I went through it. So you should get through it. You're going to get through it. Yeah. She never really healed from it because she turned to alcohol. Yes. And she needed love. So she went from this man to that man to this man to that man, trying to find that one love, that one person that could love her completely. And I think that's when she chose her husband. And because she didn't know what a good man was like and she never had the real tools for that she ended up getting an abusive man this man beat my mom my mom beat him um my mom, he hit my mom in the head as i said before and he shot my mom when i was seven years old wow. and the abuse kept going on i can remember us getting in the car going to my grandma's house then my mama she going up the street with the, you know with the bandage on her because she like oh she want to drink now. She want to drink even more because she hasn't dealt with her past trauma. And then she's with an abusive husband. He's beating her. He's he's beating her kids. He's beating us, you know. Um, like I said, I can remember my brother when he shot my mom. My brother was throwing knives at him, like trying, trying, to, protect trying to protect my mom. And my mom was just bleeding there. And I can remember the man jumping out the, out the window. And my brother, one of my brothers finally caught up with him. He was trying to get him and hurt him or whatever. So, like I said... This smile that I got on my face, it is from God. Trust me when I tell you I have went through, like they say, I went through the fire and I went through the storm. Yeah. You know, because I have. It's so much stuff that Mm. I have had to endure, but I'm just thankful that God gave me a a peace. And he put a person named Louise, Annie Louise Jesse, in my life to love me, to care for me, to be my protector, to be my angel right here on earth. So the love that I give to my kids, the love that I give to people, um, me standing in my truth and me telling you the truth, even when you don't like it, like people don't want to remember what they did to you, but I'm that type of person like, oh, you did do that. I'm going to put you right up front. So if you don't like me for telling you the truth, then hey, baby, you don't need to be my friend. Yes. Because I'm going to tell it to you. You know, and that's the thing I feel like nowadays, you know, in relationships, people don't want to hear the truth. And they want you to walk on eggshells and lie. And, and lie and tell them what they want to hear. And and I'm going to need you to be with friends or deal with family members that are, are you know... Genuine. You know, that are genuine and that's going to be honest to you. Because if people are lying to you and they're not telling you when you're mm-hmm. wrong, then those are not... You, you, got all, you ain't got nothing but yes girls in your team and yes boys in your camps. And that's not a good thing. You mm-hmm. need people that's going to try to put you in the right path and guide you in the right place. So that way... You can understand that something that you're saying to someone is upsetting them and they're hurting and mm-hmm. you can and you got to start people got to start owning owning up to their, you know, their mistakes cuz a lot of times someone can tell you how they feel and you don't care because you feel like you're just right and you don't want to hear what that person has to say mm-hmm. or you're listening to what that person is saying but you still yeah. want to be right so yeah. bad that you're going to lose out on years of 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 a relationship and that goes right down the drain and and don't be the type of parent where when your child tell you something you don't want to believe it and then sometimes it's these parents that see it happening and, and don't still do don't want to do anything because they so stuck into the man that they in or the woman that they in you know you got to believe these kids because it's certain things that as a parent you know that your child shouldn't be knowing how to do or saying this and saying this and being able to um tell you certain things so as a parent you really got to listen to your kids and um, I'm just so thankful for my godmother because I, I can firmly say had she not been in my life, I, put, I probably would have not been the person that I am today. And um, like I said, my mom went through her own little traumas. So she would always say I've been the best mama that I could. And if that wasn't enough, mother this and mother F this. But I had to realize that she was hurting and that was her coping me- mechanism. So as I got older, I understood. Not that it was any better for me because it caused me all kind of psychological problems and all kind of hurt and depression, you know, and, and not just from her. Also, um, 
just just all kind of different little things happened as a child with me and then when I got older I was really out there on my own trying to make it at 16 years old um I was put out of the house and um I had to get out there and make it I wasn't out there sleeping with people or nothing but I was trying to find somebody to love me and um so the first person that said they loved me and cared about me is where I went and it just so happened to be uh, my children's father at the time because I mean, he might have not meant it or he might have. I don't know. He was young. I was young. But because he said that, I kind of took that to heart. So that made me feel like now somebody loves me. So when you don't tell your kids that you love them, they look for love in other places. And sometimes they might look for love in the wrong place. So as a parent, make sure you genuinely tell your children that you love them. But so when your little girls get out there in the street and a man say they love them, all they're going to say, well, my mama loved me too. So don't just say you love me. Show me that you love me. It's not just a say it. Anybody can say they love you. Um, but they Actions. gotta show me. Actions speak louder than words. So um, I thank God now that I've I have a husband in my life that has showed me love, yeah. who has showed my kids love, who has showed my children what a father should do to their kids. And mind you, now I wasn't that naive parent because when I first got with my husband. I, I stayed up a many nights to make sure uh, he was right there with me. My children, I locked y'all doors, you know. And it wasn't that I didn't trust him. I Just because of the way I was brought up and the stuff that I seen as a kid, I didn't want to give the enemy no kind of room to wiggle in my life. And I continued to pray for my kids. I continued to tell my kids to pray. And from, from this day forward, I'm so thankful my children I uh, grew up to be amazing kids. I love them, and they're good parents, and they don't let their kids go nowhere. So they were so mad at mom, but, but now, now they're the, the same way. Oh, yes, we are. Ain't that the truth? Oh my goodness, I'm loving. I'm loving this uh, testimony. I'm loving the healing, and I'm loving the knowledge and the truth that we're sharing here today. And I'm hoping that her story touches somebody. You know, if you have somebody that you in your life right now that has or your children for example if one of your children has told you mom this person has done something to me and you did not niece, believe them or a niece a anybody please go talk to them it's never too late give these children an opportunity to heal now and give these children an opportunity to know that you did care do not wait until it's too late and they're no longer here and they never knew if you ever cared enough about them or they're questioning your love for them. And also, I want to leave y'all with this. We're going to go on to a new topic, but I want to take a quick break. Um, thank y'all for, you know, rocking with us this long. We're going to go on a break and I will be right back, okay? This is your girl, Shanti, keeping it 100. I'm back. Again, we have a special guest, Julia, my mother, dear to my heart. She's special. And today she's giving testimony. She's dropping gems right along with me. And um, she's shedding some knowledge and she's she's spreading a lot of information to help so many people heal and maybe go back and, you know, think about some things that maybe, you know, in your life that you probably didn't go about doing stuff the right way and have, have an opportunity to change that. Now, it's never too late to say sorry. It's never too late to, to bring about change. It's never too late to heal. I'm encouraging you all to heal and let's break generational strongholds and curses because we as a black community and any community can do better and start now um moving right along we're going to the next topic um so i've been noticing a lot of things lately um and it's been bothering me because i'm i don't understand what's going on right now in this generation but so many children are very disrespectful to their parents mm -hmm. and listen growing up i knew not to talk back to my mom I do not to say certain things and I feel like people are glorifying this behavior and they laughing about kids doing certain things that children mm -hmm. shouldn't even be doing instead of checking them because if you don't check your children now then they're going to be disrespecting adults and I just don't think that's good behavior so um what do you think about that mom um um I want to touch on that quite a bit because I'm I'm real old school yeah and I always taught my children that you got to respect your elders mm -hmm. and also I also want to touch on the fact when I go biblically it also says um, children should honor their mother and father so that their days shall be long on this earth and it also says in there that parents should not provoke their children yeah so the re I, I can't say one without saying the other because I'm gonna tell you why um, the household that I grew up in um, the the man that was that was raising me at the time he was very abusive to me um, because uh, he was feeling like I'm, you're not my child and um, you need to ask your mom who your real daddy is, stuff like that. That man will hold me up to the top of the roof when he's angry 
because he going through something with the woman that he with hold me up to the top of the roof drop me down kick me and stomp me so there was no respect in that um i almost hated that i ended up living with him because of the uh all the trauma that he caused in my life i can remember him um getting upset with me one day and he was trying to uh, i was praying out the one i said god please don't let this crazy man hurt me lord jesus and he could hear good he heard that why did you say you little mf and he ran in the room trying to grab me trying to hurt me and um he said when you get out of school this year you getting the hell out of my house and um he ended up stomping me that day i'll never forget it and he ended up taking my clothes and throwing them all on top of me and somebody you need to go find your godmother or whoever and go live with them because i don't want you here in my house my job was 16 years old getting good grades not getting in no trouble not going outside not talking to boys none of that just straight up into my books so that's why i said where the respect thing comes in some parents want you to respect them in spite of everything but when you are wrong you're wrong and um I tell my children, if you don't agree with something that a person says that's an adult to you, walk away. You know, don't sit there and go word for word with them because that makes you just as bad as the person that's delivering a message to you. You're not going to receive the message because you're too angry and they're not going to receive the message because they're too angry. So respect goes both ways. I respect my kids and my kids respect me. But if I if I tell them something, they might be angry, don't even agree with me. But I guarantee you they're not going to say nothing to me. And if they talk about it, they're going to talk about themselves. They're never going to disrespect me. Um, I won't say that they, as kids, they weren't giving me little trials and tribulations here and now, but they know I was on it. I was on it, you know. Um, I didn't um, abuse them. Like, when I was young, I got beat with water hose, hangers, stencher cords, whatever my mom could find. That was what we was getting whooped we definitely with. got our butts told. They uh, did get a whooping on. They going to get the business because mama don't play because I got to raise shoot. three children by myself. And yes. I need y'all to be hard. And like I told my girls... Like, don't put up with nothing from a man. Get your respect off the top. If the man don't respect you, he's not going to respect... If the man doesn't respect his mother, he's not going to respect you. If you hear a man calling a woman outside of that name, he's already lost respect for women all the way. So what you have to do as a woman, get your respect off the top. And I'm in, and men too, I can't just be, you know, one-sided with this. If a woman always out there selling out on you and ain't respecting you, then you don't need that woman in your life. Yes, so, um, I totally agree with you on that. And... Honestly, um, when it comes to like what she was saying about parents provoking their kids and, and children being respectful, like I'm seeing so many children just, just flat out cursing at their mom and, and disrespecting Ooh. their parents in this new generation, uh, putting uh, your hands uh, on your parents uh, and you wonder why you got bad luck and you wonder why it's karma. There's nothing in this world that your mother or your dad can say to you to make you put your hands on them. Walk away. I'd rather you distance yourself than to put your hands on your parents or disrespect some grand. Because a lot of grandparents kids. are raising these children now, mm-hmm. and and it, and it troubles me because honestly, I'm the type of person that I believe in respect, and I've and, and being raised up in a household where my mom always, you know, told us to respect our elders, and if we don't agree with 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 um them, you know, just distance ourselves, don't say nothing or whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. And now I see so many people are so vocal and disrespecting their parents and 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 not understanding mm-hmm. that. Their parents are raising them the best they know how. So you're angry at the moms or you angry at the dads. You're not trying to heal. And, you know, and even after y'all have conversations, the stuff still keep getting brought back up. There is no letting things go. The the past is, 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 is still holding on to you and you're not allowing the relationship to happen, to heal. So then... God forbid, one day there's going to come a time when mama and daddy ain't going to be here no more. Mm-hmm. And I want to know who you going to be mad at because our mama and daddy is six feet under and they can no longer be yelled. You can't talk about them no more. You can't you can't blame them for anything else. Who are you going to blame? Because I know so many situations and so many people that had no parents, people that have been orphans and they mm-hmm. still do what needs to be done and they have nobody to blame they probably feel like if they did get given up or whatever maybe by adoptions or whatever the case is like why did my mom or my dad didn't love me or why did they give me up they probably have a lot of answers but when it's all said and done it's some people that never had a mother or a father in their life and i feel like the new generation of of, of children when i see y'all disrespecting y'all moms and y'all dads that hurts my heart because one day you're gonna look up and you're gonna wish your mom and dad was still here Mm-hmm. And they're not gonna be here. I'm gonna interject on that, is if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, my mom is gone right now. My mom's been gone since 2014, and um, 
I didn't agree with everything she said, and we did but heads, but it was also, it was more in a safety mode. Everybody, if you know Gina Bell, she don't even play. So my my saying stuff to my mother, it wasn't really disrespectful. It was me telling her her truth, and it wasn't a cursing. Like, my mom was like, really, man, I brought you in this world. I'm going to take you out, because she was upset with me for someone stealing something from me. But um, sometimes parents can be vocal, too, and they don't listen to their kids. So that's why I say respect goes both ways. So when my mom said that to me, I did say, well, mom, if you want respect, you have to earn it. And it wasn't trying to be disrespectful. It was the fact that my mom continually disrespected her kids. And, you know, I love her in spite of all that because, you know, she's my mom. And um, I, I put my distance between her and I raised my kids and uh, I didn't go around her that much. It's not to say that I didn't love her, but I didn't want to have to be disrespected and I don't want to have to disrespect her. And that's another thing, too. Um, I can honestly say one thing I've always um, battled with. Sometimes you can be too strong. Um, but, I mean, when people hurt me or people do things to me, my defense mechanism is to just, like, no longer talk to them no more or cut them off. But one thing I can always say is is that if I'm no longer speaking to someone, they know why. Or at least give them a reason to, you know, why I was upset. I never make a person wonder because I feel like I wouldn't want somebody to do that to me. Mm -hmm. You know, so I definitely give a person an opportunity to, to know why we're no longer communicating or why, you know, the, there has been distance. You won't have to guess anything. You're going to know it and you're going to feel it. So I just feel like, you know, that may have that may be a good or a bad thing in my case i feel like distancing yourself from people that are hurting you or upsetting you or you feel like you know are are, are not treating you good can be good for for you and can be good for them because if god sees fit you talk you to one day you two make and make amends and y'all can basically yeah. laugh about whatever that situation was yeah. later down the line and say man that was really crazy i can't believe that we stopped talking over that or you and that person was never meant to be cool again. And that's okay because guess what? Like I always say, people can be in your life for um, a season. season. And yeah. guess what? The season can be up and that's okay because whatever you learn yeah. from that relationship or from that family member, you know, because guess what? They say blood is thicker than water, but sometimes I can tell you, you got people in your life that could be a friend and that can love you, you know, and be more loyal to you than, than a family member. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I just truly believe that you know, only we will know when enough is enough. And if and if it's a if your family members or if anybody in your life is disrespecting you, instead of you constantly mm -hmm. going back and forth with them or having disagreements and arguments, mm -hmm. and y'all not getting nowhere because it's just too much tension, the yeah. best thing you can do is just you know distance yourself, pray about it, and let mm -hmm. God work mm -hmm. in that situation. And I um, I would like to um say this um it, another part of respect mechanism is when your parents tell you um that you you can't talk i'm i'm grown this is my house get out and this and that you know a lot of kids don't want to hear that but i tried to teach my kids to if you don't like what's going on in my home then you need to make preparations to get out the home and the reason i'm saying that is because we're all adults and it can't be two kings and two queens in one in a castle, honey. It could only be one or the other, or a mother and a father, or a king and a queen. It's never been two kings to run on a throne, and never two queens. So, with that being said, everybody needs to learn to respect one another. And if you don't like me for telling the truth, because this is my thing, a lot of people say, "Oh, Julie, she gonna tell it. She talks too much." Let me tell you why that is. When I was a kid, they always told me, don't tell what's going on, be quiet, hush. And that caused me a lot of hurt and a lot of grief. So if I know something and I know the truth about something, I'm going to let it out because I was always told to shut up, don't say nothing. And that caused me more pain than anything in my life because I just kept internalizing everything, everything. And until I got maybe like 21 years old, I started saying, you know what? I got to break this. I can't I can't make it like this. I can remember crying and saying, why am I here? Why, God, why do you have me here for me to just get here and suffer and go through all this pain to not know if my parents really love me, you know, just to go through all but that. But guess what? Now you're able to, to see why God has let, let you be here because now you're on Shanti's Keeping It 100 telling your testimony and your and, and guess what what you're saying right now can help someone yeah and you know and help somebody heal and maybe somebody can be able to, to say dang I had the same life as her and look yeah. at how far she's came she's yeah. still smiling she's still elevating she's still happy you know and and that's what it's all about like at least you're living in your truth and you're not afraid to yeah. speak and talk on subjects because some people can't get to that place right yeah. now. And I'm hoping that y'all can get to that place and be able to live in your truth and speak on things because 
healing is the key to it all. I'm telling y'all, holding that on and repressing memories and trying to act as if nothing ever happened is only going to hurt you. And you have to get it off your chest. Speak to someone. If you don't trust family members because you got gossipers and you got people that's going to tell your business to the world, then go talk to a counselor. HIPAA is real. They cannot put your information out there without your permission. So with that being said, get it out and talk about it. Don't hold on to it. And and the most important thing while you're going through all this as far as respect and all of that, the key to the respect is to respect yourself first. Because when you don't have no self-respect, you allow all kind of stuff to come into your life. And once that stuff gets into your life, it fills you up. And you can't see. They say you can't see the forest for the trees. That's exactly what happens to you mentally. It breaks you. So, um... Yeah, like you have to you have to love yourself. And, and another thing, too, I feel like parents need to start listening to their children, too, because a lot of times it's my way or the highway. Mm-hmm. Whatever I say goes on yeah. in this house, stays in this house. And sometimes, yeah, this may be your home and this may be you might you might be the person that is the, the head person in charge. But if you love your children and they're just trying to, you know, voice their opinions about mm-hmm. something and just tell you how they feel, yeah. it's still very important to hear them out because they're going to just close up. And they're going to feel like they can't. They, they, and then when they get older, that's is, I see so many people that now don't know how to express themselves or don't know how to communicate because every time they try to communicate something with their parents, shut their parents down. shut them down and got angry and just yep. told them to be quiet. Hush. I don't care what you got to say. And I don't think that's Go good. in the room. Go in yeah. the room. Yeah. Like you don't do that to your yeah. children. Um, You need you need to let your kids talk. And, and guess what? Them speaking ain't always disrespectful. If your child is coming to you and telling you that they're hurting or they're upset, that's not being disrespectful. And like I always say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. So if your children are saying, look, mom, when you called me stupid the other day, that hurt my feelings. Mom, I don't like it when you call me an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mom, I don't like it when you um when you hit me, um, you know, when I cry. You know, whatever the case is, you just, yeah. you have to get that out and you have to express it because at the end of the day, if you don't talk to your parents and your parents, if you don't allow your children to communicate with you, yeah. It's only going to hurt them in the long run, yes. and they're going to be able to. It's going to be generational they, curses. They end up, they end up picking people in their lives that are exactly the same thing. They should be running from. They're running, they're running to, to it because it's more familiar to them. Yes. And their mom did this, or their dad did their this. Their mom or, went with a man that beat on them, and they looked good. How she still went back to him, so I'm going to do it. Do or it, their yeah. dad, you know. We and even to- when you tell your kids, "Oh, don't be like me." It's easier said than done because I'm sure your mama told you the same thing. And your mama mama told you the same thing. What needs to happen now is that we just break generational curses. That's what we need to do. And we need to start by showing our kids that, hey, this person put their hands on me, but I'm finna leave. Somebody put their hands on my mom. She showed me that, look, this is not okay behavior. And she left. So you have to be that example. And you have to say, you know what? I have children looking at me. They're watching my every move. These children are like sponges. They absorb everything. Okay? When you don't think they're listening, they're listening. So you have to be the person to say, you know what? I'm going to do my best to make sure that my children see me you know, you know, being being an, uh, leading by an example. Yeah. If I want my children to be, you know, amazing kids, and I have to start in my own household, and I have to start yes. changing and stop making excuses. And I had to be truthful with my children. You know, I had to tell them about my life so that they can understand why I'm the way that I am. And I also had to tell them, show your self respect. That way, when a man come to say he love you, as I said earlier. Your mother loves you. So once you put that love into your kids and you honestly show them love, give them hugs or whatever you choose, whatever form you choose to show love, just let it be truthful. Don't have that fake love just to get, oh, my kid all right with me now. Really love your children. Really talk to your kids and express yourself to them. And and not to cut you off, but also let's, we got to stop start being parents and stop trying to be our children's friends because a lot of parents are so afraid of their kids getting upset with them and they're so afraid of their parents, their, their, their kids getting mad at them that they walk on eggshells with their kids and they're letting their kids be mm-hmm. their parents. Mm-hmm. You are never supposed to allow your children to, to disrespect you and don't check that or to allow them to do certain things and, and then, you know, you're not brave enough to tell them how you really feel about it. Then like the grandkids, and then the grandkids are seeing that these kids are disrespecting you, and now they don't respect you. So it becomes once again generational, generational curses. curses. Like if break you strongholds. you gotta break it, no more strongholds, no more curses. Like start, be the big example, and start now. And a lot of parents, another thing that I would like to touch on is that um, we need to teach our children to pray. I don't know how anybody religion is. I'm not trying to judge anybody on their religion, but. I can remember as a young girl, I was praying myself through those situations. And I think that was the only 
thing that got me through, through everything that I went through. Yep. And as I said, we have to teach our little girls to respect themselves so that they know the difference between disrespect and, and respect. And we have to teach our the, also young the, the young men to, to learn how to love women and to treat w women with respect because when it's all said and done disrespecting women and, and um and abusing women is never okay and even if that's something that you guys have seen in the household men also i'm encouraging y'all to break these curses because guess what i know that you may have seen this growing up and it may seem like it was okay maybe your dad disrespected your mom and now you're becoming your dad and disrespecting women and you're you know what i'm saying it's time to stop. Let's break these generational generational curses. So guess what? Your sons can be better men and they can be out here respecting women. And you know, they don't have to be like you. They don't have to be a product of their environment. They can be bigger and better than that. Yes. I agree with that. It took it took a um a long time for me to uh get the right person in my life. And when I met my husband, the one thing that attracted to attracted me to him was the fact that he respected his mother to the utmost. There is nothing that this man would not do for his mother it's like i seen how much he loved his sister his grandmother i mean i'm telling you really love you could see the love and then the love that he showed to me and my kids in spite of everything that i've been through this man took his heart and became one son. with me and he loved it me and he has his son and his son loves me i love his son back and so, i love my brother too and that's how you break those strongholds you choose men that are not like the normal that you've seen growing up. And honestly, um, to, to, to add to that, I remember, because my mom, you know, like she said, she had a hard life and she struggled and she went through a lot of things. Um, and I, what I want to add to that is, is that through her struggle and through her pain that she experienced, you know, I was afraid when she got involved with, um, with my stepfather that maybe the, the same uh cycle was going to continue to go on and she was going to repeat history and she wasn't going to um change or, or or you know or, or that stuff was not going to change but what happened was i talked to my stepfather and i said to him i said um are you going to hurt my mom like all the other men hurt her are you going to put your hands on her too and he told me and he kept his word i would never hurt your mother and i would never put my hands on her and um, to this day, I can tell you right now, he's never hurt my mother. He never put his hands on her. And I'm so grateful because, see, what my mom didn't know was is that it was nice that I would go lay by her door and just want to see if I can hear her screaming or crying just to see if, you know, he was going to hurt her or, or we were going to have to go through another situation where she had to maybe no longer be with somebody that was abusing her. Mind you, my mom never let a man hit her and stay with them, but she definitely got with the wrong men that did put their hands on her. And we had to see that. And we wanted to protect her and we, we, we wanted to get involved in those situations. So it kind of like, you know, hurt me a little bit to see that, you know, my mom was getting hurt by somebody else. So by the time she decided to be with him, I still was in a defense mode and I felt like, dang, well, what if he, what if he hurts her too? Yeah, you know, my son, he had to be my protector. He went out there trying to fight and, yes. and everything else. And that's and that what you put with your kids heart. now. And then, and then when your children try to come yeah. help and protect you, yeah. somebody hurting your kids in the process. So I ended up having to just say, I'm going to be by myself right now. Whatever God put in my life. Yes. this shall be and I'm going to pray I'm not going to pray just for a husband I'm going to tell God what type of husband I want I want a husband that respects me and my kids I want a husband that will not put his hands on me I want somebody that's going to love me as much as I love my babies and going to love my children um, unconditionally and God bless me with that I'm not yes, going to say did. that um, I don't have my little trials and tribulations like with anybody in any relationship but you got to let your good outweigh your bad. And my good has outweighed my bad every step of the way. I've been with my husband for 24 years. And uh, like I said, he loves my kids. He loves me. And I'm just so thankful. And anybody that's going through anything in a relationship with somebody, and if it's not a positive situation and you're getting disrespect, it ain't just got to be mental abuse or just physical abuse. It could just be the way a person look at you. That's, you know, or trying to just jump at you. They don't hit you, but they jump at you. Or they hit a wall. You know, next time it might be you. So, right. um, that's true. It might be you next time. So you have to make sure that you, you know, like they say, warning comes before destruction. You have to make sure you watch the warning signs. You know, you know what I'm saying? If a person is yelling at you or hitting things or breaking things in front of you, throwing things, you know, 
next time it might be your face and your children are going to be the ones that have to deal with that hurt and maybe get post-traumatic stress disorder or whatever the case is because of the, the choices and the people you're choosing to, to just still continue to allow them True. to yeah yeah that's right that's right to be around so with that being said listen i'm super um excited that this interview has finally happened and um uh i'm so happy that you were a special guest today mom thank you on so shanti's keeping it 100 um she is my inspiration as you can see all the pain and and everything that she has went through but she still has a smile on her face and you would have never known that this is all the stuff that this woman has endured and trust me it's more than this but this is just the watered down version yes and sometimes watered down is a little at least she's living in some of her truth and at the end of the day you don't want to uh a lot of times you want to tell your story but you don't want to uh, offend those that are still here so you try your best to tell it without upsetting other people but you still living your truth at the same time so i'm super super happy that you you know have the courage to come on here and and to let people know that hey i've been through this you know but god has still yes. you know held me down and, I, and i'm grateful yes. that you taught me how to pray because now I'm praying for my son, and, and he's like I, praying. I'm and so he's proud praying of my too. He prays for me, and he prays for everyone else. And another thing I want to say too, and my mom said that she prayed for her husband. Guess what? Because she taught me how to pray, I prayed for my my, my um fiance now, soon to be you know husband. And guess what? Um, when I prayed for him, I said, God, give me someone that respects my virginity. Give me someone that don't 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 push me to um like that. Don't push me and try to make me have sex. Someone that's gonna love my family, respect their mom, and guess what? God gave it to me. If he'll do it for me, if he'll do it for my mother, he can do it for you. You just have to have faith. And I'm talking about muscle seed faith. And I mean, and the first thing, remember, respect is the top of everything. Once you respect yourself and respect the people that you're around, then you're okay. But when you see that something isn't right for you, Get out of that because yeah. you're going to end up crippling yourself and you're going to call yourself way more hurt than good. And mental health is the best health. So if you got your mental health right, everything else is going to fall in line. So be careful with the people you choose to walk in your life and walk out your life. Just be very, very careful yeah. because you need to be um, there for your kids and your kids need you. You know, just respect and, them. And I want to um, end it on this note. If you're in an abusive relationship right now, and you're going through something and, and you don't know how to get out of it, please never tell your abuser that you're leaving. Because sometimes when you tell your abuser that you're leaving, they try to hurt you mm -hmm. or beat you or maybe even kill you. I've seen so much stuff now where kids are, are seeing their parents get murdered in front of them and that hurts yes. my heart because you you yes. you you told him your plan. Never tell him the plan. I taught my girl. And she that. taught my mom told me that never don't tell a man your plan. Man you're leaving Just them. leave. I always have you some extra cash somewhere. I always uh, have extra you a bag. bag. Yeah. I've always taught my girls that and I've always taught them don't stay in no abusive relationship. Get away from Make that have person. a plan. Have a plan. Have you a little bag. You know, sometimes people want to get everything, take everything. No. No. Just take go. Take essentials. Take what you need and go. And don't you ever look back. Yes. God, If God gave you, if God blessed you enough to walk out of that situation, don't you don't walk return. back. Because the next time, it may no, it may not be a next time. It might be you gone. It might be your last time. And now your children have to be here mourning their mother. Because at the end of the day, I understand that there's a such thing called... Um, battered woman syndrome. Yeah, battered woman syndrome where women blame themselves and they think it's something that they did. But I'm telling you right now, it's not you. Love yourself. Break generational stronghold and curses and say, you know what? My mama went through this, but I'm not going to let my children go through I, I this. I told my kids, I said, look, if a man don't respect his mother, yep. he's not going to respect you. He doesn't right. have the tools. Nope. You know, and, and you know, you just got to be truthful with yourself. Yep. Is that man more important in your life? No. No. Nope. Is your that kids? woman more important in your life? Are they more important in your kids? You know, we just have to stop giving people all that access to who we are. No. Yeah. Everybody don't deserve access to you and your children. Sometimes you have to learn when you to say enough is enough and come up with a plan. But again, a lot of times women, we don't want to, we don't ever want to think that the men we're dealing with that are abusive can maybe kill us one day or hurt us yeah. one day. So you, you you think it's a joke. You sitting there saying, I'm going to leave you. I want to be with you. And you and then you think that when you say at this time that, well, what you wanted to say? I have a young lady that I was with yesterday for breakfast. And she had to, she told me, everybody keeps telling me to leave my man, leave my man. She said, but guess what? I can't just leave him just like that because he crazy. I got to have a plan. Yep. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. If you know that you're in a relationship that's abusive for you or your kids or anyone that you know, I ask you right now, is it worth your life? Go ahead and get that out of your life. 
be productive. God gave you common sense to know when something is wrong. Yeah. And if you don't know it's wrong, go get help, go get counseling. Black people, stop saying that counseling is for weak people. Counseling is for the ones that are strong enough to know there's a problem. Or stop saying that it's for white folks. I've heard people say stuff like that, and that doesn't make any sense. Like, you, no, it's for all folks. Yeah. Counseling is for anyone. So, with that being said, um, this is Shanti keeping it 100. I'm going to always keep it real. I love being my real authentic self. And today, it was a lot of healing. It was a lot of topics. It was a lot of change. And um, I'm happy that my mom was a guest um, today because I wanted y'all to see where I get my wisdom from. And I wanted y'all to see that my mom has been through so much. So it's nothing in this world that I can go through that I can't overcome because I had somebody in my life that has basically encouraged me and inspired me to be my best self. And I'm hoping that Shanky's Keeping It 100 is inspiring you because guess what? Somebody may have not told you that you can get out of your situation. Maybe you don't love yourself. Maybe you're doubting yourself. Maybe you don't think you're good enough, but I'm here to tell you that you're always gonna be good enough. You're beautiful. I love you. And guess what? You can leave and you can love yourself enough to say, I choose me. Let's break generational stronghold. Let's break generational curses. And again, this is your girl Shanti keeping it 100. I have a special guest with me today and she's Julia. She's my mom. And she's going to check out. Say bye. Bye. And thank you guys for listening. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. I love y'all.